Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Tana M. Session with season three of Stop Being the Best Kept Secret podcast. I am so excited for all of the changes that will be happening in this new season. So in case you hadn't noticed, I've taken a bit of a hiatus. As you can all imagine, starting with March of 2020, all of our lives got turned upside down. I was no exception to that but in a good way. My business excelled, it bloomed, and as a result, I had to prioritize where I focused my time. And unfortunately, that meant I wasn't able to focus on my podcast. But I'm back. And this season, I will be bringing in special guests. So you will no longer just hear the voice of Dr. Tana M. Session. You will also get to hear from other experts, other female entrepreneurs, and particularly my Cole Forbes Next 1000 honorees. More to come on that. But since this is the kickoff of my new season, I wanted to start it on my birthday. And so, as you recall, if you listen to my other podcasts, you know I tend to have a list of things that I've learned over the past year. Well, this year I had to pause and reflect, especially since I hadn't been on this podcast since 2020, which two years is unbelievable, almost two years ago. I had to think about what were the things I learned since the pandemic, since 2020. So, I came up with my top five lessons in honor of my 53rd birthday, which is February 18th, 2022, which is the release of this podcast. So those of you who are listening, feel free to send me a happy birthday acknowledgement on social media uh, if you're catching this on the day. If you're catching it later, you can always send me a birthday greeting. I celebrate all the time. doesn't matter. So here's the first lesson I want to share with you that I've learned since March of 2020. First and foremost, life is too short. Live your best life, people. Okay? I know we've said it and you may have heard it, but I can tell you, I really felt this over the last two years. My, between my husband and I, we've lost so many friends and family to COVID unexpectedly that in all intents and purposes seemed healthy and they caught COVID and were never able to recover from it. Now, fortunately, thank goodness, my husband, my son, all of our close family, mother-in-law, sister-in-law, my, my bonus son, my son's girlfriend, um, none of us up to this point, fortunately and thankfully, have not caught COVID. So for whatever reason, we've been blessed and spared, but we've been very cautious between masks, washing our hands, sanitizing, social distancing, staying in our respective bubbles. Uh, you know, those are the things we had to put into place. However, we did lose a lot of friends. We did lose rather a lot of friends and family to this disease early on. And so what we realized is that life is too short. And so we decided that we would be conscious about celebrating the little things, the big things, my husband has a saying now, whenever someone asks him how he's doing, instead of just saying fine, he says blessed and grateful. And I think that's so true. It has to resonate with, it resonates with me and hopefully it does with you as well. Because when you think about all that we've been through over the last two years and you're still standing, you're resilient, you're strong, you're a survivor, and you're blessed and you should be grateful. The next lesson I learned is to protect your peace. 
So many of us had to learn how to work differently over the last two years, whether it's remote, hybrid, or some combination of the two, depending again on what your role is and what company you work for and what type of position you're in. For our first responders and frontline workers, they may or may not have had that luxury. And we thank them for their services definitely over these last two years. They kept the economy going and they kept us going. However, what I realized is that because we weren't commuting, many of us, and not having to deal with the regular hustle and bustle of our regular hamsters in a wheel routine, uh, we learned what peace was. Many of us have been able to reassess what's important and what's of value to us from our relationships with our family, the ones who live in our homes and the ones who don't, dear friends and other loved ones, close associates even. We've reassessed who our true friends are and who should be in our close inner circles. Uh, We've also been able to think about our jobs, right? For those of us who work, uh, quote unquote, nine to five, which is not a nine to five, we all know that, but we'll call it that for all intents and purposes. But you've been able to reassess what's important to you in terms of where you work and how you work and who you work for. And many of us were accepting things that no longer served us in the workplace because we needed that paycheck or we felt that perhaps we had limited choices or options available to us or we weren't quite quite ready to turn that hobby into a full-time entrepreneurial um, uh, pursuit. But we had all this time at home now, all of a sudden. We gained time back in our days because we didn't have to commute. And we didn't have to have as many distractions or interruptions throughout the day with people stopping by our office or by our desk. So we had all this time given back to us. And time is a gift. You can't make more of it. We all have the same 24. What we do with it is individual and how we use it has to be intentional. So what I've realized in terms of protecting your peace is that many, many people, myself included, have been able to go inside of ourselves and do a reassessment, a life reassessment, and really gauge the pros and cons of how we were living our lives before the pandemic. And as a result, many people, as you heard in the news, decided that what they were doing was no longer serving them. It was no longer working. And it did not bring them peace or joy or happiness. And as a result, they made these choices. They left their jobs by the millions, not even the thousands, by the millions have left their jobs, over 4 million. So there are more people that have left their jobs over the last two years than ever before in history of them tracking this this statistic. And many of them left them voluntarily because they said, this no longer serves me. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not happy. It didn't make me happy. I'm miserable. I'm stressed. I'm not eating well. I'm depressed. Like all of these things. And so protecting your peace to me and what I've realized even for myself, it's about reassessing your life and focusing on what's truly important, what's bringing you true value and love and passion, and ultimately where you truly feel your true authentic self, where you truly feel you can be at peace. Now, will it happen every single day? No, it won't. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you, I'm not always at peace. However, I am at peace with the fact that I get to decide how to work, when to work, who to work with, and I get to decide when I want to take the space that I need for myself, whether it's for mental reasons, health reasons, 
And as a result, I'm able to protect my peace. The next lesson I learned is to reward yourself. So I'll share with you in June of 2021, I had to have brain surgery and it wasn't emergency brain surgery because I knew it was coming. I found out about a tumor, a pituitary tumor that had grown back after 10 years that 10 years ago, no one told me that was a possibility. So I was a bit of an anomaly in the fact that it grew back and it grew back bigger and more aggressive than it did the first time. And so I found out about it in December, 2020. I put it off as long as I could and it got to the point where it was affecting my eyesight. So I had to have the surgery. And as a result of the surgery and how big and aggressive this tumor was, it was a very possible likelihood I would have to do radiation as well. So I go through the surgery and for about three months before I could have my follow-up MRI, I didn't know which way this was going to go. Was my life going to be turned upside down by having to do radiation, even though they told me it wasn't as aggressive as chemotherapy, uh, whereas I wouldn't lose my hair, but it would affect my energy and possibly my health. So I didn't know how I was going to, uh, how my body would react to it. So I was a little nervous. And as a result, I started experiencing hives all over my body that would just randomly pop up. And I had no idea how to get rid of them. Doctors didn't know between meds and creams, topical solutions, nothing was solving this issue. So anyway, I found out three months later, um, which is right around the fall, that I actually would not have to do radiation because thankfully they were able to get the entire tumor out, even though it was in a very um, sensitive area around my optical nerves and cathartic artery. So to me, that gave me a new lease on life. So I decided I was going to reward myself. I was going to celebrate life to its fullest. I was going to live my best life because I felt I had been given three to six months of life back. Because these were three to six months I would not have to deal with going to hospitals and dealing with radiation and experiencing whatever health issues I would as a result of putting this medicine in my body, even though it would be targeted to the tumor area, but this medicine in my body directly into my brain to avoid the likelihood that this tumor would grow back again. So what did I do? I immediately planned a trip to my dream location, which was Africa. I've always wanted to go ever since I was 21 years old and I had a boss that went And I was always jealous of the fact that he was able to go. I was like, why do all the white people get to go to Africa and the black people don't? I didn't really know black people who went to Africa. I've met a few over the years, but not many, a handful. So I decided I was going to go to Africa. I wanted me and my husband to go and take a trip of a lifetime, what I thought was going to be a once in a lifetime adventure. And we went to five different countries. We started in Egypt, we went to Cairo and Luxor. We went to Kenya and we went to the Masamara and we went to Safari and we went to Giraffe Manor. We went to Zanzibar and spent time on the beach there, which is beautiful. One of my favorite beach locations now. We went to Ghana and experienced Afrochella and Bati Falls and other uh, cultural uh, experiences there. And then we went to Senegal where we got to experience uh, Lac Rose, which is Pink Lake. We got to experience the Renaissance statue, which I've wanted to go to ever since it was built and I saw it. And we got to go up inside of it, uh, up to the 15th floor, where it was inside the, the head of the father of the crown, um, uh, the crown, the head rather of the father of the statue. Um, so if you're not familiar with that statue, take a look at it online. It's beautiful. And it's even more majestic and beautiful in person. 
And then we got to spend some time in Egypt. So we spent, I mean, in uh, Dubai, we spent a couple of days in Dubai just to relax. And we stayed in the hotel uh, that is shaped like a sail. I'm going to say the name wrong, so I'm not even going to attempt to say it. Um, but we stayed there, which is an iconic hotel in Dubai. So we did, we did the best month long, by the way, it was a month long vacation. I took a real sabbatical, took off from work because I really wanted to be present and, and just really enjoy every single moment because I didn't know if I would ever come back. By the way, I'm already planning my next vacation to go back there and see six countries this time. But anyway, I digress. I say that to say, reward yourself because as I started from the top of this list, life is too short. So me being given back time, as I said, we all had the same 24. There's no way to make time up again. It is what it is, right? When that clock goes around 24 hours, that's it. It's the next day. You don't get to make it up. Reward yourself. Because what my friend told me about working hard and earning money and stuff like that is that you can't take it with you. So why not enjoy it while you're here? Okay. Next lesson. Lesson number four is do it scared. So let me tell you the other thing I decided to do with my new lease on life. I said, you know, there are things that I've wanted to do that I've always been scared to do. But now that I have this time back, I'm going to do them. I'm going to take the time and do them. So the first thing I did was I wanted to learn how to roller skate. I've never learned how to roller skate. Even as a teenager, I would go to skating rinks, but I did not go there to skate. I went there for the boys. So as an adult, I put on skates for the first time on October 9th, 2021. And I can tell you that today, which is the 18th of February, 2021, 2022 rather, I am having a skate party for my birthday. So that's to show you or tell you a little bit about how uh, confident I am now in my skating skills. So although I don't do tricks, I'll say that for the young people because I'm a woman of a certain age, 53, uh, and we don't heal the way we used to. But my goal is to stay vertical, and I've been doing a pretty good job of that with, of course, some instructor's help and a friend who helped me in the beginning um, just learn some of the basic mechanics. The first day I put them on, I fell three times. I was ready to give up. But I said, nope, I got to do this. I know I can do it. The other thing I wanted to do under Do It Scared was I wanted to learn how to do the split. So when I was in middle school and high school, I was never selected to be a cheerleader, even though I tried out every year because I couldn't do the split. That was a requirement. Well, I hired a flexibility coach last year, last fall, and I've been working with her virtually as well and doing the practices in between. And I am almost ready to do a split. Yes, at 53 years old, I plan on being able to do the split, okay? So I'm going to continue practicing, continue stretching, continue my flexibility, and stretching those hamstrings and those quads to the point where I think in another six months, I'll be doing a split. And then finally, my top less, my other top five lesson, number five is clap for yourself and toot your own horn. So as women, sometimes... We tend to want to be humble because we're nurturers. We don't necessarily want to uh, toot our own horn and talk about our own accomplishments and the things that we've done and achieved in life, personally and professionally. But what I've learned is that it's okay to toot your own horn because guess what? Men have no problem doing that. And so sometimes when I hear people read my bio and I've put a lot of my accomplishments on there, I used to hold some back, but I said, no more, no more. 
because this is my legacy and I want people to know what I've done and I want to put it on my website and I want it to be on my social media and I want it to be in my bio. And when they read my bio, I used to be a little embarrassed, but now I just smile and nod my head because I feel like my story, what I've shared in terms of my accomplishments will inspire someone else to say, if she can do it, I can do it too. Because guess what, everyone? I'm not special. And I know that. I work hard and I have people who tell me no one can outwork you, Tana. And that may or may not be true. I think everyone has their own lane. But what I can tell you is that I am my worst competition I am my biggest competitor, and I don't look to the left or the right for inspiration. I stay focused on the goals ahead because I know what I want to achieve in my career and in my life. But what I've also learned to do is sometimes you got to reach behind you and pat your own back. You got to toot your own horn, and you got to learn how to clap for yourself because not everybody will be happy for you, but that's okay. It's not their job to do so. But it's okay for them to be spectators along the journey, and I have a lot of spectators and I love telling them what I'm doing. <laughs> so that's it, everyone, for the first episode, episode 18 of season three. And as I said, be sure to come back. Every month, I will be highlighting an interview that I'm hosting with one of my fellow Forbes Next 1000 honorees, because yes, I got that award back in December 2021. And we get to um, I get to meet others who've been uh, honored last year with the award as well. And they've agreed to sit down with me for you know, some interviews and talk about their journey, their experience, and pour some nuggets into each and every one of you who are listening. So I encourage you to come back. As I said, you won't just be hearing my voice this season. Every month, set your alarms, your alerts, or whatever you need to do to know when a new podcast hits. When the podcast is released, you'll be alerted and you'll be able to listen to myself and someone else talk about the, our journeys and where the synergies, where the complementary aspects of it, and what I've learned from them and what they've learned from me. So I thank you for coming back. Thank you for hanging in there and waiting for me to come back. And I look forward to continuing to talk it up and chat it up with each and every one of you. I hope you enjoyed these top five lessons as a repeat. Life is too short. Live your best life. Number two, protect your peace. Number three, reward yourself. Number four, do it scared. And number five, clap for yourself and toot your own horn. That's it, everyone. Dr. Tana in session with Stop Being the Best Kept Secret podcast. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.